You are welcome to another episode of the SNC Podcast. I am your host, Falasha De Anozier. Glad to have you here. I truly appreciate everyone who listens to the interviews, despite the choppy audio at times. I love you, and I am continuously working on making this a non-issue as we continue to grow. So thank you so much for sticking with us throughout the growing pain. I am so grateful. A couple of quick housekeeping pointers. After this episode, we'll be going on our regular summer break, but as always, we'll be back in August with more interviews. And of course, we'll still be active on Twitter and Instagram. So don't forget to check us out on these platforms as well. I would also like to give a shout out to Vino Samari for leaving us a review on iTunes. Vino, thank you so much. I'm grateful. You made my heart really mushy. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And to keep the mushiness going on, I'd really appreciate it if everyone listening could please leave us a comment on SoundCloud or iTunes about what you like and don't like about the podcast. It honestly helps us grow and get discovered. So thank you in advance. Eshek Dalu, Nagode. Yeah, so this please please leave us a comment on iTunes and SoundCloud. It really, really be, be really helpful to us. Okay, so my guest for this episode is Nigerian recording artist, instrumentalist, and music producer Femi Leye. Femi has worked with artists such as Yusu Ndor, Tiwa Savage, Brimo, Adekunle Gold, Reminis, and Simi, to name a few. I had a chat with him in February about his musical journey, his upcoming sophomore album, spreading his creative tentacles, and much more. I hope you enjoy the interview. Femi, welcome to my podcast. Finally, I made it down. So can I just say something? Um, Femi just made my day today. He said that he has listened to every single episode from season one. Yeah. Even when my audio was crappy. Every single episode. Every single episode. If I miss an episode, I go to the SoundCloud link, start listening down. I'll drive and just listen. So that would be my music in the car. I'm a huge fan of the show. So yeah, we support our own now. You, know? <laughs> you don't know how emotional this makes me. Seriously. I'll cry on behalf. <laughs> No, but I mean, seriously. See, the thing is that it's, um, you, you don't find a lot of people put attention into the creatives because people that actually produce music are the actual creatives. If you're a songwriter, anybody can write a song, really. But, you know, people that put the music together, nobody gives them props, you know, and it's sad, but thank you for doing this. Oh, no, it's my, it's my greatest joy, and I'm so happy, and I'm so happy to have you here. And before we came on the podcast, we're talking about how we met. <laughs> oh, yeah, very funny story. I would say... You can share the story. So, uh, I got a call. I've known Simi since, like, uh, I don't know how many years now, but a long time, uh, when she was still a studio, I think, I think around 2007, that was when we met. And so she got signed and I got a call. Yo, come and put the band together. Then I met Oscar. Of course, I met Shadi there. And then the child offered me more money. I'm like, ah, I'm a Christian. I can't collect. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember walking out of that meeting. I'm like, nah. And the funny thing was that I came to that meeting with almost nothing. Like, I didn't have money. So I took a boss, you know. But pride in my inside would not allow me like... It's not that bad in the context of things being bad, but you know, I wasn't gonna like just do that. So, and funny thing was that after all that, I still became friends with almost everybody there. My myself and Simi, we are still cool till tomorrow. I ended up working with Oscar. We did a lot of adverts together. I worked on Adipe Lego's album with Oscar. 
Ah, uh, Steve Babaiko, uh, that's my big bros now. <laughs> I, I remember my wife spoke at um, Lagos Business School. It was She was on the panel with Steve Babaiko, Kemi Tiba, and all these people. So we met again there like, you, this boy, come to my office, come to my office. I will not come to the office. I'm sorry, sir, I'll come. Let my album, let it be. cut out to drop. I'll come to your face. <laughs> I'm so happy that this story had a happy ending oh, because yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that that day you left. I remember telling Oscar that, Oscar, I love Femi's spirit. It's so beautiful. <laughs> I remember when I interviewed Fiocchi, I was like, Fiocchi, that was one thing that I know that when I met Femi, his spirit is just so, I love your spirit. Holy Spirit, don't show. <laughs> so I'm glad. Every, 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 everything ended up, you know, yeah. fantastic. All right. A lot of times you hear people say, or they ask questions, how did you find music? Now for me, I wanted to know, particularly for you, because when I looked at your biography, it said that you discovered music because your father listened to people like King Sonia Day, Ebenezer. We had a vinyl. Okay, you can talk about that. Yeah, we had a vinyl in the house. And if you were born in the 80s, that's actually what you grew up. You grew up to, you know. And uh, so my dad used to play a lot of Ebenezer Obey, uh, King Sonia Day, Fela, and we had these two gigantic speakers, I've forgotten the name, but you know all those very good old speakers that last you for like 25 years, so, you know, uh, I remember we used to hear all of those records and all of those songs, and you know, at the point it became, ah, Ogao, I wanted to listen to Tupac, I wanted to listen to Biggie and them, but you know, my dad was playing Ebenezer Obey, so at the time it was just very frustrating, but then, I didn't know that it was getting into my bloodstream, you know, the music, so, on a very early age, I think at age four or five, I started playing the drum, I started playing the drum, because I was born in Saleh, so... I had a very strong percussion background. I wanted to join choir. So is that is that peculiar to being born? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like people, like most of the musicians, at least from my own generation, came from um, Sele and all this, you know, CNS because you learn how to play instruments there. So that was how it started for me. And learn how to play drum, learn how to play percussions. And uh, I had a little episode in my life in '94 where I had an accident and. I had to go to different hospitals until 96 when I was able to do a surgery at the Bobby Orthopedic Hospital. So I had to learn how to walk again and all these things. So immediately I came out of the hospital, the first thing I got was a keyboard, toy keyboard that I learned how to play. I love Jesus, he's my friend. Yeah. That was in 96, 97. And uh, so, yeah, started learning instruments, you know, like that. I learned the bass, learned the guitar, learned this, learned that. And uh, we are here now living La Vila Luca. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that story. Cause I, I mean, when I was reading that, the one that stuck out to me was um um King Sonia Day. Cause I know that when I was young, my mother used to play. My mother, if Sonia Day, she said, "Let's get married." Today. My mother would marry Sonia Day, and but I remember that as a child, playing his music every time used to drive me crazy yeah. because she would yeah. play every single time. Yeah. But it's now that I'm older that I have such a bigger appreciation. Yeah. Is that was that the same for you yeah. as well? Appreciation, understanding yes. of the music. Yeah. Of, of not just the music, but the instrumentation, the arrangement, the rest. You know, you see sections in, sections in the music that is just percussions. And you just probably have an, you know, this is what we call it here, Hawaiian guitar. But it's called a lap string guitar. I didn't know that until a couple of years back. So, you know, the sound in general was just amazing for me. And, you know, the funny thing, my dad thought it was going to be a hobby. So he encouraged me. Bobby, my first acoustic guitar, Bobby, my first electric guitar. And then when it was time to enter the university, while I was there, <laughs> and it was like, yo, psst, guy, school, 
I'm like, music. No, you can't do this. Seize the guitar at the point, you know? Episodes. But then, got, got into school, did food science and technology then. Busted out and started doing music. Because my dad was a principal before. My mom is still a teacher till now. So, education is very important, yeah. so, you know? You just hit up, hit all the questions I had, like, who got you your first guitar? How supportive were your parents? Because a lot of times you talk to people and... I always see that there's a huge difference in people who their parents support them yeah. initially and people who their parents did not support. You understand that the generation of our parents, Nigeria was in a certain way. I won't say it was good, but yes, Nigeria was good. And when you come out of school, there's a job waiting for you. As long as you have good education. Now it's, we are in the tech, you know, age. I think for our generation, we have more understanding about that. And thankfully, my parents also do. You know, that was why. I, I, the reason why my dad actually allowed me to do music was he was scared that I was going to lose his son because I was so passionate I could have left home and that would have been the end I left at the end of the day but it was with his blessings not like now we are not talking and all that now before you branched out on your own you used to play at a small church yeah I go at uh, well yeah that, that was the church uh, so after I left Sele, that was ex- that was where we went to so it was CAC and that was where I actually honed my skills as a guitarist. That was my foundation. Then I started the Pentecostal thing, started going, playing different churches, you know, for money, obviously. <laughs> I was in school, I had to, I had to, I had to also the muzzle. And, uh, so that was, you know, started playing in different churches. And in 2009, I stopped collecting money and I joined my present church in 2010. And I actually wanted to make money, but they told me that they had a guitarist. I spoke to a couple of, a friend of mine, Tosin Greg just told me. I mean, you don't need to collect money from church. Don't worry. God will bless you. And uh, start playing. And it's been it's almost 10 years now. So, yeah. So after church, you now made the transition to playing professionally oh, yeah. with the band at Echo Hotel. That, that period of my life, I was squatting with this same Tosin Gregory's family. Uh, so we used to, myself and the boys would play every Friday at Echo Hotel. So, you know, when, you know, Echo Hotel has a lot of shows. People will come down, musicians will come down, check us out. Like, just three guys? You know, I was already phenomenal on the guitar but that just cemented my mastery of the instrument because when you play in a trio setting you don't have anybody backing you so you're playing the melody and you're playing the chords and you're almost playing percussion itself so it's like a full band on the guitar and then you have all these other guys so when people hear like it's not possible that they're just three that's been more than that so that was when that came because i was about to ask you that if you could speak about what those two periods playing at the church and playing um at eco hotel what those periods taught you uh you learn how to be disciplined in the context of a band gospel music is you know is a certain way you have all these occupations you know a lot of notes <laughs> all these things i learned dynamics you know checking out your audience because i told the guys that period that we are using this to build our stamina for tour. Now I can play for three hours, four hours. That's amazing. I think that sometimes, especially when you're trying to achieve a goal, sometimes when you're in those low moments or those moments where you don't have money or you're just playing and people are not paying attention to you, it's sometimes very hard to focus on the future Mm -hmm. and really understand that these periods are times to hone your skill. People don't get that. And thankfully, I got that early enough. So it wasn't, it, I wasn't playing from a place of, ah, kumasolo, me, I don't have money, I don't have this, I don't have that. And it wasn't like a lot of people were not telling me the things that I don't have. But I didn't just pay attention to that because I knew exactly where I was going. You know, if you look at it and look at the boy playing at the hotel, almost probably two or three years after doing a TED talk, in the scheme of things, it absolutely does not make sense. But it does. You know, because it happened. I'm so happy for your progress, and I, I'm still so sorry about the money you offered you. 
I blame Oscar. Amisa babaiko. Um one thing I wanted to ask you, why was it important for you to become a professional musician not in the church because a lot of times people say okay they're going to just stay and become a church guitarist or just a musician so if you speak about that i've always had the mindset of an artist aside from being a guitarist so i know playing for people or working with people in the band was just temporary because i was already writing my music from school i had a big band i had two bass players two keyboard players two drummers everything i had two two backup singers so when i'm going for like a praise night i have like 10 15 people working behind me. I felt like that was just a process leading to where I was going to be. So even in, in that moment of working with a lot of people and playing in church or playing with different artists, I did it with all my heart because I know the end goal. So even when members are chatting, ah, they've not paid me for the show. They've not paid Ria Safi. I don't, I'm not in that gathering. I'm not in that conversation because I have a deeper understanding of where I'm going to. But, but how did you manage? Because yeah, that's all well and good that you know yeah, I'm going, I have a goal, I have a vision. But, oh, TJ, money for generator. Oh, it's not going to be Oh, I suffered. Oh, wow, look at you. Is it because I've not mentioned the sofa? How <laughs> about the sofa? Okay, so, um, thankfully, a big shout out to the Gregory's. They housed me for about six, seven years. They didn't know my father or mother. We just met in church, and Tosin Greg was like, told his mom, Yo, we call up uh, the mom, Auntie Me. There's this guy, he's playing in church. Let's, you know, let him come stay. So, I did my service in Lagos. She helped me with everything. Got me khaki. So she's my godmother. And so I stayed with them and um, couldn't do a lot of things as a guy. You know, very, very incapacitated. And I had younger ones that were in university. So the little money I was making, I was sending to them for school fees. You know, my, myself and my parents sent my younger brother to school. He finished from Unilag. Sent my younger sister to school too. She's now an accountant. Has finished serving. Do you understand? So... All my life, even when I had nothing, I had responsibilities. So the little money I was making, I was putting in the back to the music and to my family. I I I felt like you know they they have to be okay, you know. So but thank God the money started coming. I started opening my eyes to ah more what is playing in bands. It's more than this now. Yeah, I was about to get there because you have scored musicals and spoken word performances by Titi Shonoga, Wana Wana. She's not Williams, by the way, but. <laughs> but we know her Shonoga. You have also produ- you also have production credits and have played for artists such as Jules, Brimo, Chilima, Buena Boy, Yusu Endor, Angelikijo, Salekita, Akon, John Jazzy, Tiwa Savage, Adekunle Gold, Simi, Simi, Dija. There are so many people. Now, we're young guitarists. Who wants to make it in the music industry? Can you talk about? Can you talk a bit about how you went about ensuring that you received production credits? Okay, so credit did not always come to me naturally. So the place of people walking over you, it cannot be overemphasized. They will just use it as oriamo and use it to rub your body because if you cannot collect insults in this industry, I don't think you can make it. Uh, I remember a couple, um, couple of years back after Adequately released Oriente. By the way, I've known Adipule for over 20 years. So I didn't just meet him now. We grew up together. And uh, I remember we were talking about a song that I listened to that like, kind of like, I changed the sound from singing like Bruno Mars to like, more oh, I can do this African thing. And it was Sucre by Kenny Corey. And that song, I was credited as a featured artist. But what a lot of people didn't know is that I'm actually the producer of the song. But Corey credited himself as a producer. Okay, so before you go on, I'm a lawyer. I get it. Yeah. I get that the business is vicious. Yeah. But I just, like, I had this conversation with, like, so many people in season two. Mm-hmm. 
I just feel that there is something about being decent as a human being, giving credit to whom credit is due. A lot, a lot of people do it till now. Like I had a strong conversation with my friend Ayodele Owa, and we were talking about a particular project, a particular song, a very popular song by a prominent artist in Nigeria that he worked on, and it wasn't credited for just not one song, just a lot of songs. I told him that yo, you get to a level where they cannot not give you your credit. So let's let's put it down to this. I have worked with all these people that you mentioned, but the moment I stepped out of the show of Nigeria, shows of Nigeria to work with an international act, a Grammy award-winning musician you soon do when i got to that car i did it two tracks i was credited for every single thing i did on those tracks as a producer as a session guitarist as a keyboard player because that was everything that i did on the tracks you know and arranger i was credited so imagine if that album won a grammy i would have been actually you know grammy nominated or even grammy award winning now my first album if you play clef on a track you'll be credited in fact, there are tracks on my first com- forthcoming album that I have producers or songwriters work with me. And then because it's now my song, I will not credit them. How do I want to make it in life? Because it's their hard work. So if you are an artist today and, you, and you, we know the trend, somebody makes a beat, then you call a guitarist. Please credit the guitarist. Credit the talking drummer. You know, because he helps them in their business too. So there is no way. It does not make sense to me because it's their intellectual property by law. You know that 50% of a producer's, uh, of the song is for the producer. So it's very important to credit. Because in the future, you see, I was telling my wife a couple of days back, like, well, isn't that my friend as an example? If the song gets picked up as probably a score and they start asking for a split sheet, so we did this, we did that, what's going to happen? Are you going to say you played this, you played that? Because they will ask you, what are the things that, you know, who are the people that worked alongside you on this project you're you're touching on so many points that i want to ask you because i don't know it just i mean a lot of times you hear stories about people saying that there's a reason why a lot of people want to work with beyonce and jay yes that's why they're making it look at them now they're up there you see all our all our small small nigerian musicians see if you make a song you as a producer you make the beats whatever i don't even like that analogy but it's okay you make a beat and you create the song and then you work with the artist and it was just you and the artist by all means but if someone comes and writes down a lyric or someone comes plays a talking drum or a guitar or a bass or whatever in the track and you still say produced by you it's okay it was produced by you but please credit them with what they did my next album i have a song that i featured the choir every single person in that choir is going to get their credit even if you wrote Ah, 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 on any of the tracks on my album you're going to get credited for it because that is the good way to go about it I think the flip argument is the fact that people say well that's why you have so many people wanting to be in the recording studio they want to say I did ah 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 <laughs> so you must credit me <laughs> So there's a double-edged sword whereby, like, you know, people want to gather, like, Femi is recording. Everybody wants to be there because they know Femi is going to um, credit yeah. them. And then if you have offside, though, you will not enter the recording studio. If you, you, can't, you don't have any useful... Like, I, I have a song that I did with a, a friend of mine in the UK. He's a medical doctor. He hasn't done music in a while. Uh, it's Femi Niger. That's his name. And when I went to London, we met up. So we worked on the song together. And I needed to write verses on the song because I was really struggling with it. So I reached out to him. He's heavily lyrical because even my verse almost sounds like a rap, but he wrote that verse in like 10 minutes. I'm going to credit Femi as a songwriter 
straight up on because it's this is song too you know i don't know why people just hound these things oh see so that emotion man i understand it but it's like let's say some huge corporation and wants to license the the song the problem now is that if you have too many people that are part of the pie it's so it, it may become so difficult to get everybody's permission so i'm saying that i'm not saying that it's right i'm saying the flip argument is the fact that if one person claims to be the owner, yeah. it's easy to just get the authority or the, um, I guess, the go-ahead from just one person. But you know, you know, okay, on the flip side, it's just credit. You know, for some people, you don't even need to pay them. They don't care. All these royalties, all these licensing thing, they don't have an idea. Just give them their credit. People have, uh, people, how do you say Yoruba? Otijasi. Otijasi. People are realizing that royalties and you know it makes so much money. So well in Nigeria, Sha, we we because I don't know the governing body that does all that. I don't know whether they pay people. For me, Sha, I mean I have I have my own abroad. Funny thing, Bigfoot is mixing my album right now, and uh, I remember it featured me on a song with Pasha, and I before they could uh, release the album, they had to send me a code, a UPC code, to send to the company that was going to distribute the music. And I had to reach out to them via Twitter and send it to them. And then we, agree, we had an agreement that, yeah, I was indeed on the album. And I was a featured artist on the album. And we had all of that. And we, everybody is good. The album is out now. Can you your little way? Internet, wow. Now. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Saz. Saz is one of the few people that actually has sense in this industry. So, um, the last... Um, album that I just dropped. Sounds well, is he? Mate. Yeah, sounds not your mate. The two tracks that had guitars, that was me. And you, if you go there, you see my name there. Sas has called me this money again. Uh, yeah, sent something to my mail. I'm going to record after this podcast. And we do our business in a very okay manner because he has gone abroad. This is the way people do it. So we have a good working relationship. Even if Sas is the only artist that I work with, I know that my credit is guaranteed. That anything that comes with that song is guaranteed. You understand? Now, another question I, I wanted to ask you is that, because someone may be listening and you have played in church, you've played at Echo Hotel, you now play with artists as well. One other question, I, I, I guess... I don't play with artists anymore. Oh, oh. Oh, yeah. So, I, I, I quit all of that last year. Oh, really? Why? Yeah. Uh, okay. So, first of this year was the last day I did a show with Adepo Gold as his guitarist. Of course, we've had a conversation prior to that, a couple of months back. When I joined the band, Adipolego is my brother. They had a problem with their guitarist, and I think he had to leave for other engagements. So, he reached out to me. And I was about to do my own concert then. It was a no-brainer. This is like years, Adjo Dagbani. So, I, I wasn't going to say no to a brother. I, I know. So, when he called me, I was like, sure. So, and we went to London, we did a show. So, you know, for me, it wasn't even about joining the band. It was, there was an immediate need. So I think everything just transit. It just, it was just very smooth. When I did the show, I loved the energy of, you know, so we didn't even say, oh, okay, Femi, are you going to now start working with us? Or yeah, are you not the guitarist of the band? That conversation was not had. So we just started working. Honestly, for over a year, so blissful. But I realized that, you know, I had to keep doing my, own thing and I was working on my second album and because of the commitments with Adekunle Gold it was taking a lot of time so yeah I had to so let's say um, Simi wants to record can you can you come play on yeah I can record 
I could, I could record. I can play live, except you feature me as an artist. And just to go back quickly, when you were young, did you did you take guitar lessons? Apart from watching King Sonia Day, I went. I, I remember I was in GS two. I, I tried going to a music school around my around the Jushaga, and I remember that time it was nine k, and my parents were not even having it. Well, let's not talk about the fact whether they could afford or not. But it, it didn't make sense to them at the time. Like, you're still in school. Just face your education and after secondary school. So after secondary school, when I started playing. But I'm self-taught. Of course, I went to a couple of people here and there. You know, some people would do shakara for you. Wash my plate, wash my car, wash my pint. All these things. We did all of that. I don't want to go through it. It was so, so traumatizing experience for me. But we thank God, you know. But I, long and short, self-taught. All the instruments. And I play about eight. So you play the piano. You play the guitar. You play the keyboard. Yes. Okay, I think that's piano. Okay. Oh, oh my God, that's what I want. Uh, okay, so piano. Yeah. Keyboard. Yeah. And guitar. Drums. Then Orishi percussion. Omele, I can play omele sakara. I can play omele gongo. I can't really play gongo like that, but I can play the two omeles. And I record the two omeles on my on my on my on my work. I hate people like you who knows to play stuff. I'm sorry. <laughs> No, um, yeah, so what, what I wanted to ask you is that how, what, what other ways can Nigerian guitarists make money? Because let's say there's some up-and-coming guitarist who wants to break into the music industry and, okay, let's say church is an easy avenue, but now it may be more difficult to get a gig with Echo Hotel or whoever. It may be more difficult to get a gig with your friend who's now a big superstar just as you are as well. What other avenues can they pursue in order to make money? So, because we're in the very digital age right now, I feel like, you know, if you learn and you know how to play, that's teaching other people. That's another way to make money. Uh, also, you have to buy a computer, you know, learn how to record, learn how to be a session musician. You know, you go with other producers, you know, record with them. Also, you work in different bands, you know, with different artists, go on tour with the said artists. Just be useful in other people's lives. Everything will come together because our parts are different. Fioke is a recording guitarist. And when he says number one recording guitarist, he's not just putting the title on his head. He's actually number one recording guitarist. He took that part and he just stayed there. And that's why he's very successful. I, shout out to Fioke, I decided that, oh, I want to do this jazz thing. Then I transitioned from that to, the, oh, I'm going to start singing. I can sing. Oh, I produce. Oh, okay. So I bring all these things together and it's African music. Uh, so I'm an artist in full fledged. So when you mention different artists in Nigeria that can do a lot of things, they are not a lot. People can sing. Some people can just play small keyboard. Some people can produce and sing, but not a lot of people can play a lot of instruments, sing, produce, and play the guitar. Now I think what I think what what you said is so important because I can't remember where I, where I read this or I watched this, and it goes back to what you said about being useful. Like I I think it was. I think it was Jimmy Eileen that was saying that people need to understand that when you are around people who are very creative, try your best to get into the oh, room yeah. and be useful. Be, be a part of, of, of that conversation or that work. I met Jazzy in 2014 and I got a call. I went to the studio. It didn't matter. I was, my then manager went together and my effect was on the floor, my guitar, everything. And I can tell you that night, I probably recorded about 12 songs and I was there on time. And till today, I have re- a very solid relationship with everybody in Maven, including Tiwasavi, because it was the time I actually worked with her to life. You know, I did the Access Maven concert with Alternate Sound. I worked with Alternate Sound too at that time. So like I was, I just wanted to be useful. I felt like, you know, the music 
playing on radio at the time, Fioki was trying his best to put music, actual music in those productions because they were whack until he came. And I felt like in my own way, I should also be a part of that force. So we started doing our own thing separately. And sometimes even our works will clash in terms of like credit. So like someone called him like, who played guitar on Godwin? Now you play guitar on Godwin. I'm like, yo, Femi, now you play guitar on Godwin. I'm like, yeah, I did. You understand? So we had that, but we had the same goal of like, we want to push good music. Do you understand? So just be useful. My usefulness also led me to working with Adekunle Gold. See, I love his music. Aside from the fact that he's my brother, I just wanted to make sure that his music is fantastic. Recorded guitar on E-Ray and a lot of other tracks. Do you understand? So just be useful. Be humble. There's no... All these proud people, I don't understand it. Yeah, I think it's because we're in this... I keep on saying we're in this generation now that there's so much pressure on everybody to show that they are are doing the do. You know... (laughs) Because everybody wants to show that, um, you know, I'm in that conversation, I'm, I'm with the happening people, as opposed to like... You... Let me tell you, let me tell you something. I rarely go out. I don't club, I don't drink, I don't smoke. I stay in, at home with my wife, and we just gist. I watch her paint, she wants me to produce music. And when I have a show, we go together. When she has an exhibition, we travel together, we go. That's my life. Like, I love my space. Do you understand? So, all this, uh, I met this celeb, this today, I met that... I don't go out to um, events and start taking pictures with. If me and you, we are not tight, I will not come and meet you and say, oh yeah, let's take a picture. No, no. We can talk, oh, but you know, all these farmsing and things, it's just, it's just a waste of time. But what, what about the downside? What is What about the downside of people saying that, how are you going to network if you, I mean, I'm just saying, because you, you have already made yourself useful so much so that you have become your own brand and people are now the, one, now the ones reaching out to you. And you have to get to that level. You get like there are times. I'm a very happy go lucky guy. So like events that I used to go to, I meet up with people. Hi, my name is Femle. Oh, I record a guitar. You know, I did this. I give them my card. I met a lot of people that way. I, I in fact, I remember the first time I traveled in my life out of Nigeria was shout out to LD Don. Back then in the days of Tribe Records, I remember I went to record uh, a cover with uh, Soji, and uh, LD was the recording engineer. You can imagine. So. He came into the studio. I said, what's up to him? You know, he sat down, recorded me. And it wasn't even 20 minutes after we met. He just turned back. Do you have a band? Just because of my aura, I was just like, oh, okay, can we do this? Can we do this? Do you have a band? Would you like to go to Dubai? And I just looked. I have a band. Yes, my guys. Tosin Gregory, Opa Gregory, Adebi, four of us. Three weeks later, we're in Dubai. Just like that. Until tomorrow, is in ATL. We chat, we talk, you know, son. After me, you're doing blue. I'm very proud of you, blah, blah, blah. Just be nice to people. This is not even farming. If you, it's product and services. How do you advertise yourself? See, I don't wait for people to hype me. I have myself. Ah, my wife's always saying, Chief Viper. <laughs> ah, I go out, I like, I meet people. Hey, what's up, blah, blah, blah. Just be nice and work will come to you. So now I stay in my house most of the time. And if I have to go out there, oh my God, I say a lot of money that is dragging me. Do you understand? So, but because I've done that homework and also on social media, you know, just be interactive with people. Sometimes you post a picture, people will comment and say, oh my God, I love what you do or send you DMs and people just ignore. I don't know how to ignore, except some people that don't have sense. We know them. When I see that, I block you. I say it again, I block you. But generally, you know, like yesterday, I posted a, a video and it was this girl that put, took a video that I did here in the studio and decided to 
transcribed my solos and you know recorded it alongside and it was so cool and she sent it to me like please can you help me post i'm like are you kidding me of course i'm going to post this is really cool that's how i live my life yeah that's so awesome again takeaways <laughs> be, <laughs> be useful and be kind and be fair because i always tell people that being kind and being fair does not mean you're an idiot people will not walk over you just be kinder and always bring 200 percent into everything that more like 500 every time like they'll do it to an extent. Your own is too much. But, you know, when you add value to people, people's project, value will come to you. In fact, sometimes I have to remind myself, am I not doing too much on this person's this thing? But, like, I will record guitars, I will chop it, put it in a particular place, EQ, do all these things. I'm not a mixing engineer. I'm not a mastering engineer. But, I'm like, I want to send you the file and, like, oh my god, this is so thoughtful. There are songs where I realized that the beat was weak and I add additional productions to it before I send the song back. And they are so happy. So that's like, just go above and beyond what you can do. That is where greatness comes from. You have to be extra. That's where extraordinary comes from. Sound like my favorite player ever, Kobe Brand. That's what he always says. <laughs> now, bringing it back to your work, your most recent releases, uh, like you talked about the Piano Ballad, Ojumoire, which is off your forthcoming sophomore, uh, sophomore album. So, first of all, what's the title of the song? Is that... Oh. Shadi, Shadi. Okay, so this is very exclusive because Shadi is very special. I'm going to let go of the title of this album. So my sophomore album is going to be called Femme Layer, the album. And uh, it's a self-titled album because when you listen to the album, you kind of have an idea of who Femme Layer is. So my first album, 70% of the songs were instrumental songs because i have a strong guitarist background and 30 percent was just vocal songs but so far i have just one instrumental song on the entire album i'm doing a lot more singing i have a lot to say i'm married now you know i see love in another perspective i see life in another perspective so i wrote with you know the intention of where i am as a man as a person and i i felt like i needed to bring that out there also i'm producing the entire album of course i'm working with producers but i'm the executive producer i'm the major producer on all the songs so you hear my heart in the lyrics in the melody in the instrumentation in the arrangement you know even with the kind of musicians that i worked with on the album it's very very dear to my heart and i'm very excited it's coming out this year that's awesome any like specific um quarter oh yeah uh kill my second quarter <laughs> no way me not i'm like which quarter is it <laughs> second quarter the the album is uh is on the um, last phase now of uh post-production so like we're just doing additional production you know mixing and stuff and we are taking our time no rushing and you know the funny thing about me is i know a lot of people do things with the market in mind i am i am my own market I, I don't I don't strive I don't do the things that other artists do like payola all these things. When I dropped the Jumari, a lot of people send me messages. Yo, we're gonna play it on this station and they played it. Yo, I got alpha account number. I'm like, yo, you're supposed to pay me. I'm not supposed to pay you. So they remove my song from their audition. Thank you so much. All the radio stations and TV stations that did it. There's something called social media. Do you know how obsolete you are gonna be very soon? I just I get so troubled when I hear I don't know. I just get when, when people say they're going to tell an artist to pay them to play their song. I've never done it. I've been doing music for all, over 10 years. I've never paid anybody to play my... If you, out of the goodness of your heart, you can't realize and you are too deaf to hear that this is great music and you don't want to play it because it helps your station. 
it helps you like oh my god this song is dope see shout out to my wife you know that was what she did you know in my career that actually changed my mindset about radio it wasn't like we had a meeting she discovered my music on her own she started playing my music when she gave me a shout out on twitter i said yo i have more music so i sent her more music went for an interview and she was just playing the song because they were good and she wasn't just doing it for me there were a lot of other artists that came up from that sphere. This is good music, let's promote. Ojumwe, when Ojumwe dropped, I decided not to do a radio tour. Because you go on radio and then you play the song that day. And then when you leave, that's the end. It's like they trash it. They never play the song. So what's now? I beg. I mean, it's, everybody has their own business structure. Because yeah, there are artists that will tell you that I will pay you to play my song. I understand that. But if you hear someone's song and you know it's amazing and it's fantastic and you say you're an OEP or a music editor or curator and you're not asking an artist to pay you, I just... I remember um, I, I dropped, list uh, last year, I dropped a project called the iLife EP because I know a conversation is going to come when I drop my album about, ah, Femi, you're not playing guitar, go to the iLife EP. <laughs> and I remember when I did the listening, I didn't put it on social media. I reached out to people by myself, OEPs that I know that have sense. Called them. Everybody came. It was so packed out. And I did an exclusive um, screening of uh, the video for my song Asiko. And I remember that night was so phenomenal. The things that people said was from their from, was from their hearts. And opposed to as opposed to you know the way people are now kiss us. No. Like they just said, Oh my god, this is a fantastic project. I feel like this is music that people should listen to, music that feel people should vibe to. So I'd rather be in that space than trying to look for approval from people. I know my music is dope. I'm not going to do the things that will help you to be successful. And again, you see, a lot of artists that strive for fame. No, I'm here till I'm 90, 95. I'm still going to be performing. Can you do it for the next 20 years? Because already I'm 15 years deep and I'm just starting. And I think it's that whole thing. Um, there's this book I, I'm reading or I've been reading. It's the lady, um, she's an artist. Her name is Julia Cameron. But she talks about like, you know, artists should never strive for fame. Fame is a byproduct of you doing great work. That is what you should be focusing on. Good work, great work, not fame. But I think our generation, we have it back. Oh yeah, everybody wants to... blue. Me, I want to grow. I don't want to blow. <laughs> Look at, BB King died when he was 89 and he left estates and left great music and his name will forever be embedded in the sands of time as the king of blues that is what you should strive for if Sonia did you know of course God will still give him plenty of years when he goes nobody can forget Sonia did except I don't know something's wrong with you but I'm just saying that you strive to leave a good name so two more things I was watching it's okay <laughs> they found me out I yeah my mom was like what's wrong with you I was like that's my I guess should I say friend <laughs> at the time at the time because I was like let me still hate me <laughs> I was like that's my friend he was playing it was so cool How, what, what was that experience so uh, Jade Oshiba reached out to me she's a very good friend of mine ah, you know the funny thing Jade 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 kind of discovered me through Titi they came for a show a festival and Titi was like yo my friend is playing let's go and watch him and then she was still working on Indani then. So she came to watch me at the festival and they were blown away. I'm like, and I told her, after the show, they came backstage to hug me. I said, can I do my Indani sessions now? She said, absolutely. So I did my first Indani session. When she wanted to do the movie, she was like, the song, Mami Water, she asked me if I could play the song. And I was like, yeah, sure. That's no problem. So when I dropped the call, I just carried my guitar and I just rehearsed it. So I, I called up the band and we went, we did the shoot. It was 
Amazing. Well, Femi, I think you can, I think you already kind of touched on that because every time I end the podcast, before I go into the fun random questions, I always ask people that have become well established to what advice will they give to people who are trying to pursue the same or pursue the same career that yeah, they are? Yeah, exactly. English is not my first language. You see that I'm just thinking you're about code mixing. Code first language, me. <laughs> so, any other tips? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, originality is the best way to go. See, and, and a lot of people, especially guitarists, you want to play like this person, you want to play like that person. Thankfully, I've either seen my heroes play or met them. And uh, I can tell you, the best way to go is to be yourself. There is no other family here. It's just one. There is no other Fioke. It's just one. Just be the best of you. Find your voice and just be awesome at it. Grow, grow, grow. Reach out to people. Be nice. Above all, believe in God. Pray because ah, everything we do is, is spiritual-based. You know, we, we we live in the physical, but it's controlled from the spiritual. So you have to actually acknowledge that part also. I'm not saying be religious, but just know God for yourself. Yeah. Those are good tips. As a pastor, I'll put color. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's go into the fun, random questions. You ready? I'm ready. All right. First question is, if you had to only listen to one of these artists for the rest of your life, who are you picking and why? First, I mean, the options are... King Sonia Day, Ebenezer Obe, or Fela and Nicolak Bokuti. Wow! This is deep. You know, ah, ah, wow. I'll pick Sonia Day. And the reason is, it's not like with Afrobeat I will get bored, but when all I'm hearing is politics, 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 honestly, I'll just slip off. You know, it's cool, you know, but. In the in in a playlist, but as a catalog, from the very first album that I had to the very last recording that I have done, I can listen back to back. Babana, let's uh, let's do something together, sir. Eh, your boy is here. Oh. We're putting it out into the universe. Please, I'm here, sir. I'm here. I'm here, man. You got a son, man. Um, second question is: So you have an? You talked about the fact that you have an undergraduate degree in food science and, and technology. Now, what is your favorite dish? to cook oh wow ah uh, i love being in the kitchen ah uh, favorite dish well let me just go with the basics yeah fried dodo fried <laughs> eggs man all day i cannot go in fact there's no way i will be tired just give me a, you know joys by the side to make things interesting and water huh? put on a can move it for me, Amos. Fire plantain, egg, wara, and wara. juice. Okay. <laughs> That's pretty basic. I was thinking like, you know, Eforiro. Oh, sure. Me, I'm also. I can't even do it. But I'm just saying. All right. Third question is, what is your favorite musical project that you have worked on thus far? I think my, my new album. I have listened to the album about 200 times, if I'm not exaggerating. Between producing and playbacks, my favorite album in the entire universe. Next album is so cool. I love it. That's awesome. Favorite favorite track. Favorite track. A song called Wow. Ah, this will be hard. This will be hard. Okay, I'll, I'll put into two categories. Favorite fun track and favorite track that touches me in my heart. Favorite fun track is a song called Biendu. It's so sad. You are Igbo. You don't even understand what I'm saying. Shade for what Bojo. 
Yendu means enjoy your life and it's Igbo and I featured uh, a band called The Cavemen. So favorite soundtrack. But the favorite track when it comes to like like this is it takes like one of the reasons why I made this album was a song called Alaboyu. And I wrote a song about three years ago. Everybody is talking about love, everybody's talking about this and that. It's it's all well and good. But people are going through things in life and people you have people that are looking up to God to say, Look, I need a child and there's no song out there praying for them and giving them hope. So that's a song. And that was a song I featured the choir. Such an amazing song. And it's just so coincidental that me too and me, my own space. You know, so yeah, it, everything just works out. You are going to hear it, child, but you people, you have to wait to buy the album. <laughs> Final question, Femi, is what food do you know you shouldn't eat, but you can't help yourself? I don't think they have created the food. Well, I don't know what I... Pasta is not bad. Eggs, they're not bad. Of course, cholesterol, you know, so you have to reduce it. But I, I really take a lot of eggs, fried eggs, you know. My godmother used to be on my case on oil. I have a wife now. She knows what to do. She, like, even if I'm the one frying, like, she makes sure that, oh, babe, that's a lot. It's okay. So, yeah, I have my quality control in the house. Like, she has my back. <laughs> I like that quality control. Shout out to Yes, shout out to Ini. Yeah, so, and, yeah, you know, the funny thing is, uh, well, I have to speak about this. My, my wife is such an incredible person. The artwork for my EP was a painting. It's somewhere here in the house because I didn't, I didn't auction it. I'll sell it. So, I, I, I told her, Yo, make an artwork. Don't worry, I'll pay you. I've not paid her. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so she made an incredible artwork. And also my guitar. The reason why my guitar is such a beautiful instrument is because she painted on it. And even my, 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 the concept for my cover art for my album is by my wife. She's an insane creative. Shout out to any man. I'm happy for you, Femi. I'm happy. Now, two more questions before I wrap it up. One is, is do you write songs for other people? I have a lot of things that I produce that I know is not for me. So I feel like when the artists come around, I would give to them like shout out to NC Gray, I'm working on that EP. I'm working with a lot of people that have written stuff for. So yeah, something that I'm very open to. Okay. And then final question is have you looked into film scoring? Oh yeah, oh yeah. So um thankfully this year, Skin Again Transit by Indani, they got a couple of my music and uh thank you. They got they got the entire EP, they got a couple of songs of my first album also. And I remember the first track on the EP was used by uh, 37th State. They did a song, Call Me By Name, or some, something like that. Uh, they had that short film. So they used that, the song as the, the soundtrack. So, yes, I have things that are produced that are for movies. So, <laughs> all them cooling off a line. I already made a call to them, but what I realized is that when it's time... Everybody will find me. I interviewed um, Gray Jones, yeah. and I, I, I've just, I've always loved him as a record producer. But when he made that switch to film scoring, yeah. I'm such a huge fan of film, fan of film scores. This is guy that won the Oscar now. I went on, I had to go on YouTube, like, I want to see the process. Because of what he has done, you make 17, mi- 17 minutes, 100 minutes of music. Yeah. You're making music for characters. You're, it's, 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 it's hard work because you can't be lazy. And you're recording a lot of live music. But also, it expands you as a musician. So, yeah, there are, there are films that I've watched, Nigerian movies that are most like, I know exactly what to put here. Like, I remember for, you know, Black Panther, they had to create something specially for Killmonger. And the talking drum is just amazing, man. 
Today's episode is produced by me. Music for the show is by Imodu Ayonote. You can keep up with us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Just search for the SNC podcast. That is all one word, no space. So that's T-H-E-S-N-C p-o-d-c-a-s-t and you'll find us on these different social media platforms catch up again in august have a great summer everyone be safe bye